0: Yes, you're wrong, the podcast where we talk trash about the things people love to hate and hate to love. And I'm Shelby and I'm here with Matt.
1: And it's my birthday. Yeah. Not really, but it's <laughs> almost my birthday. So this is my birthday episode. How exciting.
0: I know. Who who knew we'd come to to celebrate your second podcasting birthday extravaganza, whatever we call this thing. It's
1: very exciting. I know. I know. It was it seems like Not long ago at all that we were talking about Anne Hathaway and the half-haters and all Ah. of that fun on one of our classic episodes. I feel like we're at the point now where we have classic episodes.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the must-listens of P.S. You're Wrong.
1: You know what is, like, slightly frustrating, though? Hmm. Which I feel like I've talked about this before on the podcast, is, like, I can see our analytics of the numbers of episodes that Mm -hmm. get downloaded and stuff, and I feel like people to a person are like, hmm, let, let me investigate this podcast. Oh, let me go back and listen to our first episode <laughs> on uh, the second weird friggin' Jurassic Park reboot <laughs> movie, which I can't even remember the name of. Uh, F- the Fallen uh, Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom, yes. Yeah. And it's like, was that episode good? Probably not. <laughs> I'm afraid to go back and listen to it because it was our first Should one. Should we it's just like, delete it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Like, just let's just start with the Anne Hathaway one now, shall we? No. <laughs> yeah. But... Um. uh Well, I'm excited to to talk about Leo Leonardo I DiCaprio know. who I've picked this year. Were you like surprised when I picked him? Were you?
0: I did you have any no. kind of <laughs> thought
1: on who I would pick?
0: I figured it would be some bro-y dude you know on the high art end so this kind of fit the mold I guess but I mean I know you no 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 I would never on your birthday oh um (laughs) no but I mean I've known you're a fan of Leo I feel like that's come up if you I don't know if we've ever covered a Leo movie though we have not yeah, because we didn't do um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood this year. So, yeah. This is and a his moment last movie for before you. This was
1: the Revenant, which, I oh, mean, it's like yeah. weird to think that it's been that long. No, he
0: did. So. Was it. Well, wait, now my time frame is all messed up. Was Wolf of Wall Street before Revenant?
1: Yes. Oh. That was like a couple <laughs> years before that. But still. Like, okay. Well, yes, well, then. It's been yeah. a while.
0: Yeah, Um, there was no way I was covering The Revenant, you know, we'll get into that, but (laughs) I'm excited that you have someone you can channel your, you know, um, heroism into and really get behind as a human being and uh, artist and uh, uh, philanthropist and philanderer, I mean, you know, (laughs) whatever.
1: (laughs) Okay, so he dates a lot of models, whatever. No, it was tough picking someone because, you know, Anne Hathaway presented herself as just like such an obvious choice for my last one. I had seen most of her movies. I'm such a big fan, like makes sense. This one, I found it difficult because some of the actors and actresses who I am a huge fan of Mm -hmm. either are older. And so they have lots of stuff that I've never seen. Or they make a lot of movies or they're in a a lot of (laughs) smaller stuff. So I was just like... Like I thought about picking Natalie Portman, I thought about picking Amy Adams, but both of those people, like there was just too many things that I would have to go back and dig into. And then one day I was like looking at Leo's filmography and I realized that I had seen like the last 10 movies that he had made (laughs) and I was like, this just feels like kismet. It's like perfect. And I've seen his older movies and so it just like worked. I had less holes that needed filling, I guess.
0: Yeah, so are you not like a Leo stan then? Were you surprised that you'd seen... Like, you haven't gone out of your way to see Leo movies. It's more that it's just sort of happenstance.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I have I like Leonardo DiCaprio. I would say, in general, I am a fan of his. But I am not necessarily, like, diehard Leo fan. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I have to go see everything he's in. But then, mm-hmm. like we were saying, how he's only had two movies since the wolf of wall street which was in 2013 it's like he doesn't make that many movies yeah. and i feel like the movies that he does make tend to be like bigger prestigey kind of things that i go yeah. see so it just <laughs> mm-hmm. like made sense
0: yeah well he is a character i mean i was thinking about this because um yeah like looking through his filmography i realized i had seen quite a few things but I feel like I missed the whole like Leo mania phase um, because I didn't watch Titanic like I was too young when it first came out and then is not it is it rated R or was it rated R at some yes, point? yes I'm pretty sure okay. it's rated
1: R because she's topless <laughs> yeah. in one of the scenes so. yes
0: yes yes draw me like one of your French girls so I didn't yes. s- even see Titanic until I was in maybe high school probably college if we're being honest And so, like, all of that, like, heart stuff, never saw. And, like, it was only in, like, 2010 that I was like, okay, here's the Leonardo movie I saw. And then it just (laughs) filled in from there. So, it'll be interesting to talk about him and his his, uh, persona and what I knew about him before I maybe even watched all of his movies. Yeah, now that I'm looking at this, I think the
1: first Leonardo DiCaprio movie I saw in theaters was Inception. In oh yeah, feel so like just so everything before then I went you know I saw at a later point yeah
0: that sounds right
1: yeah, yeah. Um, too bad
0: you weren't there for the Blood Diamond opening night.
1: I know Blood Diamond, just a a, a classic film. Honestly, like we'll get to Blood Diamond when we start going through the (laughs) filmography, but you posted on our social media. This is a good segue. Follow us on social media. Yes, you're wrong. But you posted on Instagram, like in preparation for this episode Hey, like we're covering Leo. What are your favorite movies that he's in? Mm -hmm. And I have just watched Blood Diamond for this podcast and was like, Oh my gosh, what is this movie? This accent is crazy. And then multiple (laughs) people said that Blood Diamond was their, like, favorite Leo movie, which is wild to me, given the (laughs) options that are available to you.
0: I don't know. I mean, we'll get to it. I think you're, uh, yeah. You don't don't have a soft spot for, like, action-y, you know, 90s thrillers like that. So I think you lean more into the, oh, let's watch J. Edgar or
1: (laughs) Revolutionary Road. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, one of those movies i hate but one of them i do really like so (laughs) yeah i can't wait to to see that (laughs) Uh, but yeah follow us on social media for uh you know other questions Mm -hmm, and fun mm -hmm. content photoshop deals also um you can leave us a review Yes. On Apple Podcasts. No one left us a review for this episode, so we don't have one to oh. read. But if you write them, we will read them. So, yeah. chop chop, people.
0: And it's Matt's birthday today, technically, in a very real sense. So, you have to. <laughs> yes.
1: mm mm-hmm. uh, We're re- recording this before my birthday. It will also come out before my birthday because I have a weird Thanksgiving <laughs> week birthday that just screws up all plans revolving around uh. it. Because people have to spend time with their family during that week instead mm, of spending time mm, with me
0: the audacity I know it's hard to be mad
1: I feel like though I mean I picked you know this prestige actor but I I saw <laughs> as I was going through this and I was shocked the number of times that like Will Smith or Will Smith movies like sort of came up circling Leonardo DiCaprio yes uh who we picked or who you picked for your birthday episode last year like mm-hmm. they several of will smith's oscar runs have sort of been like thwarted or involved <laughs> uh leo so despite the yeah. fact that i don't think they've ever been in a movie together which feels
0: yeah weird, i mean they came looking at the same time. leonardo's filmography it is distinctively white so i don't know. If he's ever had <laughs> blood diamonds, you know, yeah, there's one, and that's uh, it's an interesting uh,
1: Django Unchained. Discuss
0: race. You're right, you're right. Will Smith could have been in so Django, that's two, made it better. Uh,
1: okay, there has to be another one in here.
0: <laughs> I don't know, it's pretty, pretty white. I mean. <laughs> His last I mean, like three movies, at least, were purely uh, what's his white What's-His-Face from people.
1: Lost is in Romeo and Juliet.
0: Oh, you're right. So just all the way back there. What's his name? And, um, his boy's name is Walt.
1: Yes, I kept is... thinking <laughs> Walt, but what's his at- well, what is his name on Lost? Um, um, he like, is in a car crash or something at one point. He's not in the whole season, though. Or the whole series, he like he's in the first two seasons.
0: You don't remember? Uh, No. Oh my gosh. Okay, okay. Not to get too distracted, but he, um, he he sets them up. He trades in, um, Kate, uh, Jack, is that his name? And um, Hurley and Sawyer. For his son, for his boy Walt, at the end of season two, disappears off the island and then comes back in season five, where he's on board the ship that is um, run by <laughs> um, the mean oh, dad. Oh, by Penny's dad? Yeah. By Penny's
1: dad, yes. And he's
0: like the spy who's trying to atone for it. And, um, you know. But his- how does he die?
1: That's my, I can't remember. I knew that I think he, he left and then he the- came back.
0: I think he dies on the on the boats, boat explosion,
1: I think. Oh, really? Pretty anticlimactic. That, that, yeah, that's lame. That's a lame death. Okay, yeah. well, anyways, <laughs> uh, do you have anything more to say about Leo in general or me choosing Leo or, you know, anything well, else? Well, yeah,
0: I mean, I think we have to talk about Leo's, like, persona outside of his movies. Like, Leo is that's such true. a interesting enigma because, like I said, I hadn't seen a lot of his... Films, but I still knew who he was. In fact, my introduction to Leonardo DiCaprio, I think, was in Freaky Friday. When um <laughs> when one of the twins is like, oh Leo, no,
1: no, 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 not Freaky Friday, Parent Trap, but oh, yes, Parent Trap, also, Parent yes. Trap, yes,
0: Parent Trap, thank you. Where she has a p- picture of Leo, and the other twin is like, who's that? And I was that twin, and it was just like, yeah. what is she freaking out over? And he was not cute to me at all in that photo, at least in that movie. So. Anyway, that's the
1: iconic um, Oreos and peanut butter scene that <laughs> yes. birthed a generation of fad eating.
0: Exactly. They really it was a it was a prime moment. But um, I feel like it would be. I'm interested to know like what you knew of Leonardo DiCaprio growing up. Like what stuck out to you because he is the environmentalist, the womanizer, the um, man who can't get an Oscar. But how did you know him?
1: Yeah. So I knew him as sort of like. Teenage heart throb as well. Not because I saw a Titanic, but my grandparents loved <laughs> Titanic. Like I think my grandma went and saw it. My grandma and grandpa went and saw it like eleven times in theater or something. Oh, and then and then like my family went to a church camp every summer. And the following summer, the whole camp was themed like Titanic. So there were like <laughs> skits that were Titanic. Themed. Like the Titanic mania is at a level that truly I don't think could be possible today because of the internet and, you know, all of the different TV shows and movies and stuff that are out at any given time. We're back then in like the, in the, what was it called the (laughs) metaculture megaculture whatever the monoculture that's the word i'm looking for Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. within like the monoculture it was like titanic was the thing and for months like that was the thing it was in theaters forever it won best picture so i just sort of knew him initially as the person from that movie even though i did not see that movie when it came out um because there's you know nudity in it and i was a yeah. you know, good little boy who wasn't allowed to watch yeah. that but yeah that's sort of what i knew him from and then as i got older and saw more of the movies that he was in i sort of knew him as an actor um and thought it was interesting this kind of like bridge from you know like teenage heartthrob to serious actor because i don't think we get that transition very often it feels Mm -hmm. like a lot of times people who are these like attractive 18 year olds don't really go on to become movie (laughs) stars either they like become they get less attractive and people lose interest and you realize (laughs) that oh they're not actually like that talented we just like them because they were hot Mm -hmm. so I don't know. It's weird. But so that's kind of what I knew about him. And then the environmentalist stuff and the him like as a playboy (laughs) and the Oscar stuff. I all I came to all of that like much later.
0: Yeah. The playboy stuff is mm, just amazing to me. Like he is. There's this chart that I think happened on Reddit that someone made of all his (laughs) girlfriends. And he has yet to date in his entire life. Any woman over the age of 25. Like, currently his girlfriend is 21. And for those wondering, Leo currently is 45 years old. And what also makes this super icky, side note, is that he knew this girl's parents, like, since she was 11. So... So, they haven't been like close friends. Like, it wasn't like she called him Uncle Leo or something, but it's still very weird. And I mean, that was something that definitely shadowed him for me. I find it a very irritating double standard and just kind of icky that this, like, he continues to get old, but his girlfriends only get younger. He only dates beautiful blonde like <laughs> bombshells like Blake Lively and Giselle and these supermodels and just like mm, 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 leo 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 he's just an interesting in- guy
1: It is interesting though. I mean so he's dated all of these models. They're always younger which I mean isn't that weird in Hollywood but is creepy in <laughs> normal people world. But they're in most cases they're they're they're, they're like models and not actor actresses and Mm -hmm. they're not usually that famous and I feel like he also is a fairly private person so even though he's been like dating all of these people it's not like in the headlines as much as other actors who have dated a lot fewer people just because the people that they've dated are more famous it's like a weird kind of situation where he's known for it but also like if you were to ask somebody like hey can you list off the models that leonardo (laughs) dicaprio has dated like i i mean i think they'd be hard pressed to name two so yeah it's very it's a strange dynamic
0: i know and he hasn't kept a long-term girlfriend since I guess Barr... Giselle and Barr are both supermodels. He dated for like five years each. But ever since then, it's just been a year or two here, a year or two there. And I mean, he's... Uh, I don't know, I guess, having a good time. And who can fault him for it, I guess? No one, but... Whatever. It's just an interesting detail in Leonardo DiCaprio's story life.
1: To be fair, if... If a Hollywood actress of the age 45 wanted to date me, I would probably date them just because of the money.
0: <laughs> Wait, but, oh, you mean, right, right, yes, yeah. I mean, that's, so you're saying these women are probably just in it for the the money and, and the lifestyle. I mean,
1: I think that they're getting probably a lot <laughs> out of this situation, you know?
0: Yeah, it's just, an, yeah you would just it hope that crazy. at some point he could maybe mature enough to want uh, a a woman you know for more than just the blonde bombshell looks that uh interest him for a year maybe two and then <laughs> move on to the next Milita. younger
1: it's interesting because on one hand you have yes this leo's a playboy and he was in some kind of accident at one point where like a model broke a bottle over his head and then she went to at a party and she went to jail for two years like uh, i've (laughs) known people who have said that they've seen him at restaurants and stuff and he has to like keep getting up from the table and leaving and it's like maybe does he have like a drug addiction or something you know like there's a lot surrounding him on this playboy front but then at the same time he's like leonardo dicaprio uber environmental he uh, <laughs> yeah. started this film studio that basically only makes, like, environmental docu- uh, documentaries. Yeah. If you go to his Instagram, which is truly a wild place, it is just full of, like, environmental posts. There's really nothing about his movies or him. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, lots of weird graphics relating to, like, global warming. Yeah. yeah. So it's strange that he is, like, so focused and mature I guess mature in quotation marks <laughs> on that front and that he like has stopped making as many movies because he's putting so much effort into this environmental cause yeah. but then at the same time he has these weird like dating you know 20 year olds
0: yeah well it's also funny because he's like yeah it, you know he's raising awareness for the environment that's great but he's also a jet setting like jet-owning, yacht-owning, party playboy guy who's not exactly thrifty in his carbon footprint. But, I mean, I remember one interview, he was like, yeah, look, everyone loves money. I love money. But <laughs> we live in the United States. It's capitalism. But then he was like, but like it, the individual isn't enough to change the environment. Like You need real, real, real change, which is very true. And so, yeah you know he puts his money well, where his like, mouth is and uh, is trying to raise awareness and is having a good time doing it so
1: well it's like Al Gore like famously yeah. uh, opposed to in, uh, you know like activists for environmental causes was like yeah um, I'm not really going to focus on my own environmental use I'm going to yeah. buy like <laughs> carbon bonds or whatever those are where it's like you donate yeah. money and then that like offsets your carbon footprint it's like <laughs> is that how we're supposed to be doing this like everybody yeah. just give money to somebody and then use whatever products you want
0: yeah but i mean he has been uh he has been prolific in his career and i think another thing that has sort of haunted him until the revenant was this idea that he hasn't won an oscar and he was nominated i think four times Um, and it really once in the 2010s when he started doing these like these hit after hit after hit people were like where is leo's oscar Um, And so he finally got it with The Revenant and he pretends he doesn't care about it, but he seemed pretty pleased on that stage.
1: Yeah, the Oscar hunt is like always weird to me because (laughs) with I mean, with like Glenn Close, you know, this year Mm -hmm. where I think what this was like her seventh or eighth time nominated and and not not having one that makes a lot of sense like okay clearly this woman is great she's been nominated a ton of times like she doesn't have an oscar she should have one and if something comes along that she's really great in like we you should give it to her over somebody newer just because they don't have something yeah but with leo it's like yes okay so he won on his fifth try or his fifth nomination but it's like one of those was when he was a child, uh, you know, one of them was for Blood Diamond. Uh, I mean, the, only, the <laughs> yeah. only one that I feel like, I feel like he lost for the Wolf of Wall Street and people were upset that he lost for the Wolf of Wall Street until mm-hmm. so that's where the narrative started. Because it's weird to me, otherwise, that he would have it. It's not like he, I don't know, I felt like it. he wasn't, he was overdue, but he wasn't like that overdue. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. It's just I mean... <laughs> weird in
1: comparison to some people who like show up out of nowhere and win it on their first try. Or like Mahershala right. Ali, who has been nominated twice and has two Oscars at this point. Yeah. And it's like, well, yes, you're good, but I don't know. It's it's all all of the Oscar well, who the, wins and who doesn't. Yeah, is a, that's the question. That's the is, fun of the is, game. Uh,
0: is Leonardo DiCaprio that good an actor? I guess, you know. Let's uh let's dive into his filmography and figure it out. <laughs>
1: Uh, My thesis statement is, yes, he is that good of an actor. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, going back to his early life, Leonardo DiCaprio was born on November 11th, 1974, which... I was filling this in, my notes for this, based on the Anne Hathaway podcast. And she was born on November 12th. So, oh you know, we're all born around this same time. We're clearly yeah. all connected. Kids met
2: mm-hmm. 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 Um,
1: Did you see why he was named Leonardo DiCaprio? This is, like, the weirdest thing for me. No. He was... So... I mean his last name is DiCaprio because it's DiCaprio. Yeah. But his parents his mother went to Florence when she was pregnant and he was she, she was looking at a Leonardo da Vinci painting the first time that Leo kicked inside yeah. of her and he she decided that she was gonna name him Leonardo
0: at that Aww, moment. Oh cute That's yeah, all like, fresh wild.
1: Can you, like, i feel like that is such like if you were pregnant and your baby kicked near something would that affect your decision yeah, to name like, it oh, at chipotle.
0: all yeah um ah,
1: chi- <laughs> chipotle boy are my favorite
0: yeah. um i mean i don't know everyone has i mean some people just have those stories and I think if she had been at a gas station and he kicked, it wouldn't have struck the same chord, but that itself was just a Sunoco big DiCaprio. moment. And yeah. It has a ring to it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that just sounds more romantic. It's a nice story that I think she just ran with. And, and here he is today.
1: So as a child, he started doing commercials, some of which I watched online. There is a truly <laughs> ridiculous one for craft, fat-free Cheese singles that he's in, oh, where him and his mother in this commercial are talking about how the fat free craft singles are for daddy and how <laughs> they need to save them for daddy. And it's like, oh, this was at a time where that did not mean the same thing that it means now. Like, <laughs> I, as a teenage boy, would not be talking yeah. about anybody as daddy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, I can't wait to see that one That sounds really good
1: There's also one For um, Bubble yum Bubble gum And in the YouTube video that I was watching It was like a series of these ads And the first one is this kid With like a giant Galapagos Turtle on his lap And he's like (laughs) this turtle is big The bubbles I can blow with bubble yum Are big but bubble yum bubbles are soft and turtles aren't that's why you should buy bubble yum it was like who is writing this and then leo was in one where it was him and these giant set of speakers and he's like these speakers are loud so is it when you pop your gum but when you pop your gum it's tasty and speakers aren't it's like okay
0: you just gotta get those kids to say bubble yum to their parents so that they'll go and buy it that's it that's all it took
1: well it w- it was working i guess although <laughs> yeah. craft fat free singles i feel like have been renamed <laughs> or rebranded yeah, or something
0: thrown out yeah
1: yes so he started as uh as a commercial actor and he had trouble getting an agent and one agent suggested that he change his name to Lenny Williams to be <laughs> <laughs> to fit in with american culture better which i also feel like
0: that's a gross name that just sounds like yuck that sounds like someone who would eat craft fat-free singles
1: uh smart choice on his part i think to yeah. his name the same. so in 1990 he's on like a couple episodes of this soap opera called santa barbara which i'd never heard of i think it's been canceled and then apparently <laughs> i did not realize this that in the early 90s it was a trend to turn a hit tv show into a network television sitcom starring different people which is now a trend again today and i thought mm-hmm. that we had just recently came up with it but apparently we tried this in the <laughs> 90s and it didn't work yeah and so there was a steve martin movie called parenthood which i've never yes. seen have you seen that yeah oh you have mm-hmm. is it funny
0: um it's like it's like a steve martin movie like an early <laughs> steve martin <laughs> It looks like cheaper it. by
1: the dozen y from like. Yeah, the it's a lot more. Poster.
0: It tries to be a lot more mature from what I remember. Like, it's sort of grown up themes. Like, I think one of the children is like a strung out alcoholic who's not there for his kid or something. But I watched it because I love the most recent television series, Parenthood, which came out around 2014, probably.
1: And that's also based on this. Movie, yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> it's been through a few iterations.
1: What? I thought for sure that there was no connection between. Well, I, I think was like, it's oh, the same, but now but I'm now I'm sure I'm wrong, and it's
0: just going to be embarrassing. And I got the two. There's probably well, another but you Parenthood went back movie and
1: watched it. So I
0: know, but now I'm doubting it. But I think that's right. Anyways, go on. So, so there was a Parenthood movie that they turned into a TV show that Leo starred in.
1: Yes, it was only on for one season, and it was canceled. And that, in and of itself, is fairly boring. But when I was researching this, it said that... There was also a Ferris Bueller TV show, which I was shocked to hear because Ferris Bueller's Stay Off is like my favorite movie or one of my favorite movies of all time. So the fact that there was a TV show based on this movie, I was so surprised to see. And so I went and Googled this TV show and guess who is in it playing Ferris Bueller's sister? (laughs) Who? Like a one of the most famous sitcom actresses ever. Uh you Jennifer want to, Aniston? Any
0: guess? Like I don't know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh. Yes, I never Jennifer it.
1: Aniston was in a Ferris Bueller <laughs> TV show. Like how crazy is that? Also cancelled after one crazy. season. But yeah. Yeah. Well she tried to oh, no. Jennifer Aniston, before <laughs> Friends, she was Ferris Bueller's sister.
0: Uh, um that's cool. So then wait, so how is that connected to Leo? Or it's just It's not connected to Leo other than it's another
1: TV movie (laughs) spin-off that I discovered in my research of this.
0: I see, I see. Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool.
1: Okay. So fast forwarding, nineteen ninety-one, the year we were born, Leo's in his first movie, Critters (laughs) Three, which is like a straight to VHS, not even DVD at that time, horror film. Uh, I'm assuming the sequel to Critters and Critters 2, but I did not watch either of these. Have you ever seen any of the Critters movies?
0: No. Why didn't you watch it?
1: You know, there was limited time, and Leo himself (laughs) said it was possibly one of the worst films of all time. So I felt like he he did not want me to watch it. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I saw that interview. He just, he hated this movie. He tries to forget it, but...
1: It's like how um, Scarlett Johansson's first movie is Home Alone Three, which is mm-hmm. just like wild. Every time you watch that, oh, and yes. Scarlett Johansson's just popping up.
0: Scar Jo, she's another one you should have, you could have picked.
1: I know, except for, for I vodka. have not seen very many of Scarlett Johansson's yeah, movies. She true. feels <laughs> like she'd be more in your <laughs> wheelhouse. She's in a lot of those like weird assassiny type I,
0: movies. I doubt I've seen that many. But anyways, back on Leo, back on track, um, because then his next one was kind of more well-received. It was this boy's life in 1993, right?
1: Yes, yes, where he was... It was uh, a movie where he was Leon- uh, Robert De Niro's son, and apparently yeah. Robert De Niro selected him out of, like, 500 people <gasps> and was like, "Ah, oh, he should, he needs to be in this movie. I didn't watch this, and I also had a hard time figuring out what exactly it was about from reading the summaries. <laughs> it feels just like a boring drama, basically, with I think Leonardo DiCaprio was as Robert De Niro's son. Yeah.
0: I think that was really trendy then. Like, there's a lot of those, like, just contemporary real life like dramas that are just following sad dads around like i think that was a very <laughs> on trend in for that the like post
1: kramer versus kramer yeah. Uh, hype <laughs> yeah uh, another thing that leo did around this time which i found also interesting was apparently the tv show growing pains was mm. which i have never yes. seen but it's like the kirk cameron oh, yeah uh, i watched sitcom. it Mm -hmm. and in the last they were like getting lower ratings and they thought uh part of the reason why we're not getting higher ratings is because there's not like a hot enough guy in the cast or like (laughs) a young heartthrob so they cast leonardo dicaprio as a homeless person that the family (laughs) takes in for the final season and it didn't do well so then they got rid of him and canceled the show
0: oh poor leo have you seen the
1: episodes with leo in it
0: I don't remember. I just remember the, the, like the, I remember the theme song. Like I can picture the, um, the logo basically. And I remember watching that and like Seventh Heaven. Then that was like my family's go to in the 90s. <laughs> but it's no memory of Leo.
1: I wonder if, like, Leo and Kirk Cameron are now, like, have any connection to each other. It's interesting (laughs) to look at the list of people that Leonardo has done things with and be like, is he still friends with this person? Does he still talk to this person?
0: (laughs) Does he seem like a guy who keeps in touch?
1: I mean, I don't know. (laughs) He works with some of the same people, like, over and over and over again. So he must have some kind of... Like charm and not be that yeah. annoying because otherwise people would right. have dumped him, I feel like.
0: No, that's for sure. I'm sure he has some, you know, Quentin Tarantino group chat or Martin, Martin Scorsese, but I doubt he's like following up with I don't know, Johnny Depp or <laughs> whoever he starred in with Blood Diamond, you know? Yes. Maybe just uh, a little more high <laughs> brow for him. just
1: does feel like a he feels less chaotic than some of these actors like some Mm. of the people that he starred with and also some of the people I feel like who are in his same genre are very like methody and just seem like you hear these stories about how they're just a nightmare to be with on set like Joaquin Phoenix and Leo feels like he's very professional at least from what I got do you get that same like vibe from him yeah
0: like I'm not a Leo hater like I think he seems like you know, you see all those, like, paparazzi photos of him wearing stupid hats and, like, walking sillily down the street. And he seems like, you know, he's happy. He's nice. He's respectful to waiters. Like, I think he's a good guy.
1: He's just dating a lot of young people. Yeah, he's just models. He's just channeling some weird energy. But that's fine. Did, this is a side tangent, but did you read the article with... Um, oh shoot what's her name Elizabeth Moss about method acting and how she was like no, "This yes. is ridiculous! like why are people doing this <laughs> yes I, I, I did felt, I felt very seen oh I like, loved
0: it yes I love all these women coming out to call out men for their bad behavior it's just like yeah don't be a dick on set there's no need for this but I wish classic you just, okay yeah
1: so then in 1993 we get leo's r- real i would say breakout role mm-hmm. in a film which is what's eating <laughs> gilbert grape where he plays the mentally handicapped brother of johnny depp he was nominated for an oscar nominated for a golden globe he's still like very young at this point um yeah. it's one of those like Oh, child nominations, which sometimes I feel like can go very quickly, very fast. But in the case of like Leo, it feels like a Saoirse Ronan type thing, where it's like, no, this is like we're on to someone who's going to be great. Or right? Have you seen this movie? Because I just watched that. <laughs> yeah,
0: I saw it a long time ago, but not like when it came out. Just like I think in college, like I was catching up on like must see films or whatever. And I saw this.
1: <laughs> it is very strange. It's like yeah. based on a book. Johnny yeah. Depp is like lives in a small town in the middle of nowhere with his like extremely obese mother mm-hmm. and his mentally handicapped brother played by Leonardo DiCaprio. Mm-hmm. And he's having an affair with. Who is he having an affair with? It's
2: like so
1: um, Mary Steenbergen. That's who he has the affair with. That's the mom from The Proposal. Oh. And she's (laughs) in a bunch of stuff. Oh, right, right, You would know her if you saw her. Yes, 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 yes.
0: Yeah, no, this movie, I mean, I'm sure it was very moving when it came out. I think it's sort of like the I Am Sam thing where it's like watching it back, you're just sort of like uncomfortable. I don't know. It just seems a little bit too like proud of itself for how it presents these poor simple characters and like I remember there's a scene where the obese mother is like walking out of a police station and like the whole town comes to point and laugh at her and it's just like what is happening like why are all these people how they know she was there why are they all coming one person takes a photo of her it just felt like it was trying (laughs) to be important but it was just all kind of I don't know, pointless, but maybe I just missed the point.
1: It does feel very of that time period because one, like having the sort of like noble mentally handicapped person played by a non handicapped (laughs) actor is very like nineties, but also at the same time, like making fun of fat people and then, (laughs) and then doing a movie where it's like, no, fat people are also really people feels like, (laughs) very 1990s because at that point we were still like but are they real people I'm not sure (laughs) so
0: doesn't she die and instead of like the joke the like whole thing is they don't want to take her out of the house with the like humiliate her again so they just burn the house down like isn't that how it is yes
1: (laughs) Yeah, because they would have to get a crane and cart her out. And they don't want to do that. So they're like, we'll just burn down the house. And it's like this (laughs) ramshackle house anyways. And then they go on the road with like this, uh, I don't know, like... um, Vagabond girl yeah. that Johnny Depp is sort of in love with and yeah. the grandmother of this girl's like, "Sure, come along, bring <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio." I did honestly feel like Leo did a good job in this movie though. Yeah. I think his acting was good. He was yeah. the best part of it. Johnny yeah. Depp was also giving a surprisingly normal performance. Yeah. Like could have been anyone.
0: A very pretty boy with this pretty hair. Yes, Before he became true. a drunk wife beater, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alleged, alleged.
1: Alleged. Yeah. Alleged. So then 1995 rolls around and we get this movie, this Sam Raimi Western called The Quick and the Dead, which I did not, I had not really heard of and did not see. But then I read the plot synopsis of it and I was like, how have I never watched this movie? It sounds like <laughs> Game of Thrones or um, oh, like wow. meets Hunger Games in the West. It's like uh, some kind of tournament where it's all of these people in the town have to duel against each other, like old-timey Western duels, but you have to kill the other person.
0: And it's like Gene
1: Hackman and Russell Crowe and Sharon Stone and (laughs) Gary Sinise (laughs) and Leonardo DiCaprio is in it, and they're all the, like, dueling each other. So, honestly, the fact that I, I, like, this is top of my list of things (laughs) to watch, because it just sounded wild.
0: It sounds pretty entertaining, yeah. I mean, it has, like, 57% on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't his worst movie Ever,
1: yeah no that's ain't that the truth uh sharon stone apparently is called the lady and she's the main character she's like a she's like a sassy uh old-timey western sharpshooter who's there to take on the boys. so you could <laughs> nice. also maybe like this shelby
0: yes sign me up i'll add it to the watch list
1: And then also in 1995, we have the Basketball Diaries, which I, again, did not watch, but Leo plays a high school basketball star who becomes a drug addict. And this just feels like a a classic rite of passage. Like, if you are a young, like, heartthrob Disney Channel type star, you have to either A, play a gay person, or B, play a drug addict, or C, play both. Yeah. And... You know, Leo fulfills his role in The Battle <laughs>
0: Diaries. Yeah, wait. Now I just have a question. Has Leo ever played a gay character?
1: Uh, yes, in his next movie, also out in 1985, oh. <laughs> called Totally Clips. Whoa, where... he
0: got them both.
1: I know, both in the same year. Yeah. And this, this is wild to me. Okay, so River Phoenix apparently had this role and then died, and then they gave oh. it to Leo. And it's a weird, like, 19th century French poet love story where Leonardo mm. DiCaprio falls in love with a cast member from Harry Potter. Would you like <laughs> to guess which Harry Potter cast member Wait, I think Leo seen... is having a passionate gay romance with?
0: <laughs> Isn't it um Lupin?
1: Yes. Which yeah. <laughs> like wild, wild. Why would you cast that? Like terrifying. <laughs>
0: i mean he's a good actor like what are you you can't hate on someone because they're not conventionally attractive i think i'm
1: also spoiled on what is it daniel Thulis or whatever his name is because did you watch fargo at all
2: Mm, fargo
1: season three he plays a a terrible human being who is also a bulimic (laughs) and he has the grossest teeth of anyone I have ever seen. Like it is, it is like a just terrifying set I'm of sure false it's a teeth. The
0: costume,
1: yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yes, but also it was just like I'm. I was so disgusted through triggered. the whole season that I can't. Like now, I can't see him and and not just want to run.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, no one liked that. That's his lowest rated, I think, at twenty five percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Yeah, so he got both the gay uh card and <laughs> yeah. the drug addict movie yeah. slot. I mean, cuz if you think about it, like I think Jonathan Taylor Thomas played both a gay person and a drug addict. Uh Timothy Chalamet was a drug addict last year. Lucas Hedges was a drug addict and a gay person in two separate movies last year. Like <laughs> it's a thing. People yeah. are doing it.
0: Well, it got him the ticket to star in Romeo and Juliet in 1996.
1: This is just such a good movie. I yeah, love people love it. Baz Luhrmann's it. Romeo and Juliet. The music, Claire Danes and him are like the perfect Romeo and Juliet couple. It's just uh, the Yeah. colors. It's <laughs> yeah. a
0: classic. Yeah, it's pretty extra, but that's classic for uh, Baz production. So,
1: did you did you see this like in high school or like for a uh
0: I saw it English in college I feel for like that's a Shakespeare. Staple. Yeah. I mm-hmm. We watched it for a Shakespeare course in my freshman year of college. And I really didn't, I didn't enjoy it, but I think I was kind of a snob, you know? I was like, this isn't a true production of Romeo <laughs> <and Juliet." laughs> But I think like, I just, yeah, I think I just missed the boat on it. Like I, I recognize now that it's like, I understand why people love it. I've just never been into Romeo and Juliet in general and then I just I didn't watch it at the right time I think.
1: Yeah I also watched it in college and there were those people in my class who were like I feel like (laughs) that wasn't as good because we every week we had we covered a different Shakespeare play and then on Wednesday we would watch we had like a a movie lab where we'd have to watch a movie version of it and some of them were so incredibly dull like we watched this black and white three hour long version of julius caesar and it was just like somebody shoot me like this is so incredibly snoozy and then we got to this romeo and juliet remake and i was obsessed with it and other people in my class were like no like they didn't have swords they had guns what was that (laughs) in the book that had swords it's like shut up
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, but it it was like, and I like Claire Danes. So I was very into Claire Danes' performance in that. Um, Leo, yeah, I mean, he's just such a little boy in it. Like, he's so young in it, but he does, he does well. Like, I haven't seen it in a long time, so.
1: I was listening to a podcast and they were saying that the first Leo movie where Leo is not a boy is The Revenant. And yes. looking through these movies, I honestly <laughs> think that's true. And yes. he's like 40 in The Revenant. So it's it's wild.
0: He's just very, yeah. He, you know, you can't fault him for the body he was born with, but he's just very, I, I don't know, boyish. Yeah, there's no other word for it.
1: Like even when he's trying not to be, he yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> So, again, another classic staple move is to play somebody who, you know, has to go to a mental hospital. And in 1996, (laughs) he plays Meryl Streep's son in a movie called Marvin's Room that I did not watch. It looked dramatic and slightly dull.
0: Yeah, I mean, 84% on Rotten Tomatoes, though. That's high up for him.
1: It is. It is. But, you know, I don't know. couldn't yeah. bring... Oh, un, <laughs> unlimited time, I had to skip some yeah, of these. Yeah. And that no, was one fair. that I elected to keep. To yeah.
0: And then in 97, we get, of course, his gargantuan hit, Titanic, which really l- set off what co- is called Leomania, made him an international, like, star, the it boy. Like, it was a big deal.
1: Yes. It comes out in December 1997. And it's like the biggest movie forever. I Like Kate Winslet and Leonardo DiCaprio will forever be like tied yeah. to that movie. And I was reading an interview where Leo was like, you know, like I, I was more famous then than I will ever be. I will never be anywhere <laughs> close to as famous as that. And I yeah. don't want to be, and I'm not trying to be. <laughs> and it was like a period that I sort of can't even remember because it was just so insane.
0: Yeah, he said I think I read that same thing. And he said he ended up taking a break for a while because of it. But, like, looking at his filmography, it's like he hits... Like, there's a couple two-year gaps, I guess. But which one is he talking about when he's like, oh, I had to take a break? Like, I just... Because right after Titanic, (laughs) he makes my personal favorite, The Man in the Iron Mask, um, where he plays... uh, I, I don't even remember this exactly but i remember watching this with my family when it came out
1: yeah it's like the three musketeers movie that he's in and oh yes and it got yes. like terrible reviews yes. but but just based on the fact that leonardo dicaprio was in it at, and it was the movie that came out directly <laughs> after the titanic it made like three hundred thousand dollars, which was like yeah. insane given the amount of Like negative press that it got And also supposedly (laughs) he was supposed to be The same age as the other actors Who are in the movie And all of the other people are like 40
0: Yeah No he looks like a baby in this I mean he plays this very whiny Prince or king Sorry And um, also the man in the iron mask Plot twist but I don't (sighs) I just remember being Very even as a kid being like This is very bad but we all loved it still.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I don't understand it. Um, <laughs> I did not watch it. But the thing is, so this actually, that filmed... Prior to the Titanic coming right. out. So I was, I was looking this up because I was trying to figure out, like, what does Leo do after the Titanic comes? And he has, like, a small role in a Woody Allen, like, ensemble oh. movie that is also in 98 called Celebrity. But I think both that and The Man in the Iron Mask were shot prior right. to the Titanic being released. So the first movie that Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio in all of his post-Titanic glory, elects to make is this movie, <laughs> this Danny Boyle movie called The Beach, which yes. is basically just about an American backpacker traveling around Asia. Yeah. And it got terrible reviews, and I didn't watch it, and I've heard, <laughs> never heard of this movie before. So it's wild that, like, straight off Titanic, he was like, ah, you know a yeah. movie I want to be in? The Beach.
0: <laughs> yeah, this is... I don't know why, but I had been... I had been tempted to watch it, like, last year or something. Like, somehow it had come up again. Like, maybe they're remaking it or something. But I, like, started watching trailers and stuff and reading synopses. And it just... I don't know what drew him to it. Like, it's not exactly compelling. Like, it's just a beach drama, basically. And kids and things go awry. And lots of making out on the hot, hot sand. And it's just... Hmm, choices were made, you know.
1: It is interesting though because this is the this is the point in his career now where it's like sort of an inflection point where now mm-hmm. he is so famous like he can do anything that he wants. He's in The Titanic, which is sort of like an unconventional blockbuster, I think. Like people thought it was going to be big, but didn't realize that it was going to be as big as it was. Right. And, you know, it's like, it's not based on any other properties or anything. So it was a total like kind of shot in the dark. Mm-hmm. But then at this point he gets, he starts to be approached about more mainstream <laughs> roles. Apparently they asked him to be Anakin Skywalker in, oh, What a World in the attack of the clones, which event- eventually went to Hayden Christensen. They asked him to be Peter Parker in the Spider-Man movie, which eventually went to Tobey Maguire. And mm-hmm. they also had cast him to be in american psycho but he had to drop mm-hmm. out of that due to scheduling conflicts i think with the beach so it's <laughs> like uh, maybe you should have picked american psycho
0: yeah his american psycho makes zero sense like i could maybe picture him as spider-man i guess or um anakin but american psycho is just like he looks like a 12-year-old. You know, like he just can't escape that. He has to just own that. So,
1: he look I think he I mean he could play an American Psycho because he basically does in Wolf of Wall Street but that is like 20 years later I don't think in 2001 he can play American Psycho it is interesting though because there was an article about him that was saying that he has never been in like a Superman movie a franchise film anything based on like outside IP aside from a book which is wild given how successful and how famous he was and you know that he has to be approached about things all the time that are like spin-offs or remakes or whatever and he's never done that he's always just been in well he's a new serious things.
0: auteur you know he's he took some time he recharged he refocused and he knew he wanted to do the arch films the the <laughs> the highbrow cinema you know what Martin Scorsese would call cinema
1: but even still like if you think like think about other big name actors i mean even i mean like jared leto like uh you know joaquin phoenix these people who you would think would be shying away from those roles have taken you know more mainstream things yeah. i guess maybe like daniel day lewis i don't know i don't think he's ever been in anything yeah. that's like mainstream but like george clooney was batman like, <laughs>
2: everybody and their mother was
1: in all of the oceans movies you know like he's never been in anything even like sequely
0: yeah i mean i yes i feel like for me and this might be a hot take but leonardo dicaprio just always feels a little one note to me like i just i don't know like especially i don't know you know I recognize that some of his bigger films I just don't like personally, so maybe that's coloring it. But like, take his next film, which he does in 2002, Catch Me If You Can. I think it's overrated. I just have to say that.
1: I love this movie. Uh, it's Steven Spielberg oh, no. and it's like a it's like a con man movie where he's yeah. like flying around the country he pretends to be a pilot he pretends to be a doctor this is one of Amy Adams first big like screen roles is in this movie yeah Tom Hanks is like a detective who's chasing him around like Honestly, I mean Tom Hanks is is also a prime candidate for one of yeah. his birthday episodes except for he just has so he many movies and I, there's lots of the there's early ones that I haven't seen.
0: But similar to Tom Hanks, okay, maybe that's more like it. Like yes, they're talented, but I always I'm I always see Leonardo DiCaprio in his role. You know, it's like hard to separate him and it just seems like he's figured out enough tools in his toolbox that nothing surprises me necessarily, but but I guess I, I should pay more respect to his later films that he's recently done. But this like era, I guess, of Leonardo DiCaprio didn't really impress me
1: exactly. Well, I feel like there's a lot of, uh, a lot of these uh, like leading man, leading lady actors and actresses are a little tricky in that way that yeah. because they're so famous as themselves, it's really hard to see any character that they're playing as a character other than them you know like if you said okay can you list off the names of any of these characters that leo plays it's like well you're not really watching it for that you're i mean it's like (laughs) it's leo it's not these other people and i think if you talk about um you know scarlett johansson or um, Brad Pitt or George Clooney or Matt Damon or any of those people, it's all, they all have a similar ish vibe. Yeah. So, like, even when they're in weird things, you can sort of still always tell that it's.
0: I don't know, but like know. Anne Hathaway in Ocean's Eight versus Anne Hathaway in Colossal or. Or well, that's Rachel because gets Anne married. Hathaway
1: frigging loves a weird accent, <laughs> loves a weird transformation. Like she's taken swings left and right, and sometimes yeah. they pl- pe- play well, and sometimes they are just like, What are you doing? Like,
0: yeah. Yeah. And that to makes
1: be sense. fair, Leo has done that a couple of times, which yeah. we'll get to later on in here Uh, cough cough blood diamond that's
0: (laughs) yeah i've got to admit this is really the era where i tuned out of uh, where i just never like the next few movies i just never watched
1: Okay, so 2002, Gangs of New York, which is (laughs) Leo's first collaboration with Martin Scorsese. Yes. They apparently get along swimmingly and he is in, I think, five more of his movies, Mm -hmm. which, I mean, to be fair, like, yeah, if you know that someone can do a good job and you know that they're easy to work with and you're a friend with them, like, why not keep casting them with things? Right. Gangs of New York is one of my least favorite movies ever. It is so, like, dark and grisly. And it's about all of these, like, poor people living in the New York slums back, like, in the 1800s. And Daniel Day-Lewis plays somebody named The Butcher and was, like, method (laughs) acting and got hypothermia (laughs) and learned, like, how to carve meat with a butcher. Like, just a crazy person. And he is so weird in it. And then you have... Cameron Diaz, which, like, God bless her, but is she good at a prestige (laughs) acting job? Like, no. She, like... Can't really quite pull it off, <laughs> and Leonardo DiCaprio just gets lost in this weird movie. Like I had honestly forgot that he was the person in it. I knew oh, that there was wow. a young person, but there is just like so many other things going on in this movie, and I hated it so hat. much that yeah. I. If you would have told me that it had been Matt Damon in this movie instead, I would have been like, "Oh yeah, that's right."
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at these uh, photos. It's a. It seems pretty, pretty intense. Daniel Day Lewis, man, gosh, what a rage.
1: I know. And this was like Daniel Day-Lewis, I feel like, at his weirdest. I mean, he got (laughs) weird in other roles too, but like the the roles were less weird than this one. Yeah. And going by the name The Butcher, it's like, just calm down, sir, please.
0: (laughs) Cool plaid pants, though. That's pretty sick.
1: Yeah. this like rival gangs. I don't know. So then in 2004, we get the second Martin Scorsese movie, which is The Aviator, where Leonardo is playing... Howard Hughes, who is like a billionaire, obsessed with planes, has OCD, like peed in bottles, uh, like wouldn't go out of his weird in-house movie theater. Just such a very strange, enigmatic man. And Leo is nominated for his second Oscar for this movie for Best Actor and ends up losing to Jamie Foxx in Ray. But he does Ooh. win a Golden Globe for it, and I feel like this is maybe this is like the first time where you could say, well, maybe Leo should have won for this yeah. because I don't think you're giving him that win as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, this is this is a long friggin' movie. Let me Just tell you, <laughs> it is forever. This and, is with the
0: Kate uh, Blanchett, or who is it?
1: Yes, yeah. yes, and Kate Blanchett won her first Oscar yes. for this movie because she's playing. Um, Catherine Hepburn, when apparently yes. they dated at some point, and she has this wild accent. You know <laughs> I mean, it's like, go watch a scene of her talking in this movie. You can see why she won. It's just like something else. Yeah. Have you seen this or no? You passed. No,
0: I haven't. My mom loved it though. So.
1: <laughs> oh, well. Wow. wow. <laughs> So then we get to 2006. Martin Scorsese's first <laughs> and I think only Best Picture winner. But again, this is The Departed, and yes. I watched this for the first time last night mm. and am obsessed with it. Oh, it's such a movie! Like I, I, I knew in general that it was like a cop thriller. Yeah, but it is. Have you seen this? No. I feel like on one hand you would hate it because it's basically <laughs> just all white men in Boston, but on the other hand, so Leonardo DiCaprio plays somebody who like is a good boy and was a and like went to cop school and they decided, "Hey, we need an undercover cop in the Boston mob. So we're going to kick you out of cop school. You're going to go to jail for a couple years. You're going to come out and you're going to be an undercover rat for the cops in the gang and then at the same time the gang does the exact same thing with matt damon putting him undercover in the cops so it's just this whole like under so he is a gang member who's undercover in the cops and leonardo is a cop who's undercover in the gang
0: dang and then
1: (laughs) i know and it's just like Neither of them know that each other is undercover. And so they're both like going back and forth. Mark Wahlberg is in it. Jack Nicholson's in it. There you go. Like,
0: oh, all the best humanity has to offer.
1: Yeah, I know. Okay. (laughs) So some iffy people, but still, the acting is phenomenal. And the movie is so good. And I was just like on the edge of my seat the whole time.
0: Yeah. Well, this is his highest rated um, movie on Rotten Tomatoes. It has 91%. So. It's Cause like,
1: it's good, Shelby. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I I've heard of this one. I've I've heard it's good, and I'm sure one day I'll see it. But Disney Plus, just I think like Rob out, so. would like it. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah. Okay. I'll let him know. <laughs> well,
1: Actually, so you could watch it with Rob. I think
0: I. Now that you mentioned that, I really do think that he has tried to get me to watch this a couple of times. He's like, "Hey, I've heard this is good," and I'm like, "No, Matt Damon. Thanks, but no thanks." <laughs>
1: There is, there is. I think Vera Farmiga is the one woman. I'm trying to even think <laughs> if there's another woman in this movie. Does other she than die? Her. She doesn't.
2: Oh, it's wow. weird
1: because she is Matt Damon's girlfriend, but then is also having an. But she is a um, like a psychologist and so she's also so she's leonardo DiCaprio's psychologist but she's matt damon's girlfriend it's whoa a, very know, tangled web trick yeah <laughs> i'm telling you it's good but even more tangled webs is the fact that so the departed comes out the same year as blood diamond yes and this and so we'll get into the all of the oscar shenanigans that entailed there and how Leonardo ended up getting an Oscar for Blood Diamond and said, But have you seen Blood Diamond?
0: Yeah. Yes. Okay. I what have. are your thoughts? Well, I've been waiting. I <laughs> I remember liking it. Like, first of all, it really does just scratch that. Like, you know, sort of like it's about this guy. I mean, I have complicated feelings about it because on one hand, I find it's um, interesting. It Puts a light on something very unique, and it's actiony and thrillery and cool. But then you have the whole white saviory part of it, and it's very like annoying to watch that play out. And it's just like because you have um, Matt. I mean, sorry, Leo Leonardo DiCaprio plays uh, Danny Archer, and he is a South African who is pretty <laughs> yeah, troubled, racist, however you want to describe him. But it's all taking place around this, um, like the diamond industry in the 90s in Africa and just how these tribes are fighting over the slant. Well, I don't know how to explain it. It's just a messy situation.
1: Yeah, so the... um. Okay, let's see. What is the easiest way to... So, Jaimon Hansu is a Mm -hmm. man... Is a black man who, like, a local, like, lives in a village. And he finds this... He's separated from his family, (laughs) forced to work in, like, one of these mining camps. And finds this huge friggin' diamond.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: But then, as he finds it... The like other side of the military, the like rebels or whoever attack this mining camp. So he has to like bury the diamond, gets captured, like goes away. Mm -hmm. But at some point, him and Leo are in prison together. And Leo is a like diamond uh, trafficker. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah and so he tells leo about this diamond and so then they go on this like long trip to find the diamond leo is a bad guy and is planning on like just getting to the diamond and then killing him and screwing him over mm. but along the way he sort of realizes that diamond hansu is a good person and then in the end leo like lets him have the di- it's i don't know it's a whole <laughs> but the main thing is that leonardo dicaprio is doing a south african accent that is horrific (laughs) like i have never heard a worse accent
0: but i don't think that's true i was like googling it and people were into it people thought he was doing pretty well like i think it's a pretty divisive accent like people either think wow this is very good or wow this is very bad
1: it was like emma watson in (laughs) the little women trailer level where you can tell the entire time that he is an american person (laughs) and every seventh word there is a weird thing that's supposedly a south african accent
0: but i mean have you watched a lot of south african accented movies i mean like how does this compare to like matt damon doing his um i haven't seen that i'm sure that's
1: also bad but i've <laughs> seen people who are south african and heard them talk and it does not sound yeah, like this it's so a
0: little forced it's he was technically tried really he's hard from
1: rhodesia which i guess is like used to be zimbabwe so i was like well maybe they have a different accent and i should give them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt but still no so anyways yeah, this is the intriguing part i feel like about oh. this whole situation because you know i love the oscars yeah so Award season comes. Leo is in The Departed. He's arguably the lead of The Departed, but Matt Damon is also kind of a lead. And it's such a big movie mm-hmm. that there's a lot of different people in it. Mm-hmm. In Blood Diamond, he is very clearly the only lead. I mean, mm-hmm. I guess maybe Jim and Honsu too, but like no, Leo's no, the no. lead of the yeah. movie. <laughs> so... So when it comes to like awards, the Golden Globe nominations come out and he is nominated for best actor in a drama in both The Departed and Blood Diamond. So he is mm. like nominated twice in the same category. Loses to Forrest Whitaker on both accounts. But the Oscars have a separate rule that you're not allowed to be nominated twice in the same category. You can be nominated in two separate categories, but you can't be nominated in the same category twice. Right. So the people from The Departed are like, OK, how are we going to get around this? Well, let's pretend that Leo is now a supporting actor for The Departed <laughs> so we can try to get him in supporting. Reporting for The Departed and lead for Blood Diamond. (laughs) But the way that Oscar voting works is that you can actually vote for somebody in either category. So if a voter doesn't realize what they're trying to run the person as, you can end up voting for them in the wrong category. And so then they don't... uh, And so then there's like issues that come about. And so I think what happened is that everybody knew that he was running in for lead and blood diamond, but people did not realize that he was running in lead slash supporting or what the situation was for the departed. And also the departed, you have um, Mark Wahlberg and Jack Nicholson being nominated and supporting at the golden globes. Then you have Leo being nominated in lead and Jack <laughs> Nicholson and supporting at the Baftas. It's just like a whole hot mess. And when it came down to voting, the Academy couldn't figure out what Leo was. And so he was only nominated for Blood Diamond instead of The Departed. Even <laughs> though I think The Departed is one of his best film roles ever yeah. and significantly better than Blood <laughs> Diamond.
0: I'd believe that. Ooh,
1: that's too bad. And he's and he's doing a Boston accent in The Departed, which actually does sound like a Boston <laughs> accent. So benefits.
0: Yeah. More believable there um yeah no that's unfortunate i think yeah i think blood diamond is one of those movies people thought wow this is so important like look at us shedding a light on the diamond the blood diamond problem in the industry and this thing and like oh my gosh cause but in actuality it's a pretty genre film and um yeah he's not like that great in it i wouldn't i was surprised to find that he was actually nominated for this honestly
1: yeah, I was too. I was shocked because the he's been nominated 11 times in the Golden Globes and only five times at Oscar. And so I was surprised to realize that, that Blood Diamond was one of the Oscar yeah. nominees because there are plenty of other movies that I would think, oh, he would be nominated for yeah. that beforehand. And also, like Blood Diamond is a very beautiful movie to watch, and Mm -hmm. there's a lot of technical stuff going in there. I think it was mostly shot on location. Like, you can tell that the stunts and the explosions are real. Like, it's not a CG movie. I think it was made too early for that. So, it's like a very intense movie to watch and i thought oh well if leo got nominated this must have gotten a ton of oscar nominations but no <laughs> it didn't get very many outside of leo and right. Jaiman hansu getting nominated so it's like well this doesn't make sense like they <laughs> awarded the worst part of the movie in leo when they could have nominated <laughs> for 50 million other things
0: yeah well then begins leo's real campaign for an oscar as he transitions to like true like indie level highbrow intellectual films. I guess I don't know about body of lies. Is that any, is that good? I, I,
1: well, I that's the last, that's his last movie that I haven't seen. And it's like a CIA thriller set mm, in the middle yeah, East yeah, directed yeah. by Ridley Scott. So uh, yeah, I don't think that, I think that was just kind of a, a, uh, Jack Ryan type, yeah. movie, if you will, <laughs> that he was starring in. I don't know. I I've never heard of it before. But you hadn't watched it, no.
0: But I was thinking of his next one, which came out the same year, Revolutionary Road, which paired him and Kate Winslet back together for another love story. So <laughs> giving
1: the people what they want. I'm just kidding. I guess that they had been trying to get the two of them to do another movie for a long time mm-hmm. because they had done so well in Titanic, you know, sort of like a um, Meg Ryan Mm -hmm. uh, Tom Hanks situation where they're like, well, they were great in one movie let's just put them in another one, but that they kept balking at it, but Kate Winslet was married at the time to Sam Mendes who directed Mm -hmm. this, and so they sort of just got Leonardo DiCaprio to sign on but it's like a set in the 50s and it's about this couple and basically just like their collapsing marriage, it's very oscar Beatty. yes i uh loved it but, you know that's <laughs> that's that's a very yeah. on brand for me
0: <laughs> yeah no it's very it's very depressing very angsty very beige um but very well done i mean it's based on a book right not a play it's a book
1: yes i think it's yeah. based on a book
0: and so it feels kind of like i don't know it felt a little try hard to me but um, It also is very good at building this, like, true anxiety about just the suffocating nature of suburbia on this couple. But it's also just like, guys, get a hobby. Like, honestly, just do something else. Like, they're just Start so they're so victim-y, you know?
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, and Leo was nominated for a Golden Globe here, did not win... Again, weird that he would be nominated for Blood Diamond and not this performance, which I think we can all agree is better, but, you (laughs) know, whatever.
0: And he, again, in this movie, just looked so young compared to the rest of the cast.
1: Yes. Just so little and
0: tiny and scrawny (laughs) in his big 1950s-styled suits, I think, was part of the problem.
1: Yeah, like, it's tough to do a movie about... Suburban, like midlife crisis, and then cast somebody who looks like they were 25 yeah. in the movie.
0: Yeah. And everyone else just seemed so much like, bigger than him, not even just like size, but just like, you know, you had some great monologues because everyone in this movie has a monologue because it's based on a novel, but it was very well done. It was just, it was just a lot to sit through.
1: Well, and Kate Winslet. I feel like is one of those rare Hollywood actresses who actually looks like she's aging at the correct rate for a (laughs) human being. And so, yeah, she does look like she's 40 in this movie and Leonardo DiCaprio looks like he could be her son. Yeah. Or like (laughs) her, you know, she's like the school teacher and he's her like prize winning (laughs) jock who she's having an affair with after English. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he tried and, um, I remember hearing a lot about that movie because of their pairing, but I didn't see it until years later.
1: Okay. 2010 shutter Island, hmm. another Martin Scorsese movie plot twist. I hate this movie. I think it's yeah. like so boring and weird. And I felt like the twist was not that much of a twist. And it was confusing. But some love this. Yes. It was very, a very confusing. confusing
0: twist. I, I was like, wait, what's happening? Like who's seen what? Like, it was it was a lot, and it wasn't as, like... It, I thought it was going to be a scary movie, but then it wasn't really scary, and...
1: Yeah, it was, like, build this horror. Like, yeah. this is going to be terrifying. And I remember the trailers. There's, like, some creepy old woman in a cell who's, like, jumping yes. out at you.
0: Yeah, and I was surprised, looking back at this, that this was a Scorsese film, and I just want to, like, show him this and be like, oh, is this cinema, you know? <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah. It's wild that he directed this. <laughs> yeah. It's very strange. It feels very blockbustery for yeah. Ron Scorsese and also very blockbustery for Leo. But I guess this is only a couple of years removed from Bodies of Lies. So yeah. it doesn't feel that strange. But I think part of the reason why I also didn't like Shutter Island is because that same year Inception came out, yes. which is one of my favorite movies of all time mm-hmm. and has such a great. I don't know if it's like twist but like the ending of inception is so good yeah just the way it's it's a christopher nolan movie and like the way that his mind works in these in this mm-hmm. like triple dream level that they're going into incept an idea into it it's just so fascinating and intricate and and it really works like mm-hmm. if you watch it multiple times oh, yeah. it always like connects and when I had and I hadn't seen Shutter Island in theaters, but I had seen Inception and everyone was like, oh, my gosh, Shutter Island is like so similar to Inception. Like if you loved Inception, you <laughs> have to love Shutter Island. And then I because there's like a twist kind of thing and it's like sort right. of a cerebrally movie, I guess. So then I went and watched Shutter Island and I was like, no, child, these are in two <laughs> separate, very different categories. Inception yeah. is a masterpiece. And Shutter Island is like is like if you squint enough. It passes.
0: <laughs> that someone lied to you
1: someone led you astray that's wild yeah
0: no inception is in a class of its own
1: honestly and and Inception just like the cast is mm-hmm. so good. I mean, yeah, there's Leo, but you have Joseph Gordon-Levitt, you got Ellen Page, you got Tom Hardy in one of his like breakout roles, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. It's just um, Marianne music. Cotillard is really good in yeah. it. The music, that Everything. scene where the Paris buildings are folding yes. over on each other, yeah. the scene of the van going off the bridge, yeah. the top—it's like <laughs> iconic in every way. I could not speak enough it's good still, things. It
0: still holds up, yeah. Yes. Rob tried to say that it's not as good as everyone says and, like, it's overrated and, like, we were all up in our heads about it and I sat him down what? and made him watch it and he was like, never mind, you're right.
1: <laughs> Rob, Rob, get, get it together. I he mean, did, honestly. he did. He
0: he he recognized that he had been deluded by, I don't know, dumb boys on dumb podcasts who were trying to be edgy and original. <laughs>
1: The fact that this didn't win Best Picture is, like, a true travesty for the ages, I feel like. Yeah. I don't even know what it Uh, (laughs) I was like, what's 2010? I don't know.
0: But then... Is um, is 2010
1: the artist or is 2010 uh, the king's speech?
0: I think it's king's speech. I think the artist was, like, the lamest year. I think it was, like, 2012 when nothing was happening.
1: Yes, it was The King's Speech. The King's Speech. It was The King's Speech, 127 Hours, Black Swan, The Fighter, Inception, The Kids Are All Right, The Social Network, Toy Story 3, True Grit, and Winter's Bone. Yes, Inception should have been the best picture that year. And there is really no debate as far as I'm (laughs) concerned.
0: Well, there you have it. Well, how do you do you feel the same way about his next film with uh, your favorite director, Clint Eastwood?
1: Oh, yeah. J. Edgar. (laughs) Woof this is a this is a real snoozer of a movie and let me tell you it did not do well in the box office it did not do well with critics (laughs) leo is playing j edgar hoover who is like the head of the fbi i think or the cia back in like the 50s he's closeted gay in love with his like assistant army hammer it's just such like a Long Biopic. snooze of a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Leo is doing a weird accent. He's under like very heavy makeup for part of it because it's one of those movies that's, you know, set over a seventy year span, so he's <laughs> wearing, you know, like jowly yeah. prosthetics for the end of it. Yeah. It's just it's just bad. I don't did you see this at all? Oh
0: no, no, no. I made a very uh I made the choice not to see it and I've been happy about it ever since.
1: This is one of those movies that I saw leading up to Oscars because I thought, <laughs> oh, this is going to get nominated. So I like need to go watch it and then sort of pretended Ooh. to half like it for a couple of weeks and then realized <laughs> that, oh, no, this is bad and no one's going to like it. And then was like, OK, yeah, I didn't. like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. He did get nominated for Golden Globe, though, for it, which is ludicrous. Yeah, so.
0: well, people love a biopic, but, um... but he
1: didn't get nominated for Inception with a better movie <laughs> where he's probably doing a better job.
0: Um, but then you have Django Unchained, which was 2012, and, um, Rob and I had just become friends, and he invited me to go see this with him and a couple other people, and I hated it, viscerally.
1: Was this, this was before you were dating, though, right? Yeah, yeah,
0: this was before we were dating, we were just friends, hanging out, he's like, oh, new movie, you wanna come? And I was like, oh, yeah, totally, I'm, I'm edgy, I watch I-rated movies now, (laughs) and, um, and I it was the first Quentin Tarantino film I ever saw and I I hated it. I hated it so much, but I'm guessing you liked it.
1: Or did you finally watch well, it? Yeah, I was going to say I had never seen That's a Tarantino right. movie before Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, so I just watched this like a couple weeks ago. Yes. And I I feel like I'm probably one of those classic white boys who just likes all of Quentin Tarantino. Movies <laughs> yeah. Because I really did think that this was good. <laughs> yeah. I didn't there were parts of it that I felt like were nah, whatever. Like Carrie Washington is in this doing absolutely nothing. Like they could have <laughs> given her a lot more to do. Um yeah. Leonard Leo is the uh slave owner or who he The plot of this movie is very convoluted. I will say that the main movie star is Christoph Waltz despite the fact that they ran him as supporting actor which really makes no sense and Jamie Foxx is Django and you're saying Django to...
0: isn't the lead in his own movie
1: well he is but also it's it's like him and Christoph right. Waltz you know what i mean like <laughs> yeah. it's either that they're both leads but i almost think that Christoph Waltz is doing more in the movie because right.
0: Because there's Clinton Tarantino.
1: <laughs> right. Yes. <that. laughs> and 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 they come up with some weird plan where they are trying to get back Django's wife, who's Carrie Washington, who is owned by. Leonardo DiCaprio mm-hmm. and so there's some weird ruse where they're going they're pretending that they're buying like a prize fighter but they're not by I don't know the mechanics of it were convoluted and I felt like somebody could have cleaned up the script a little bit on that <laughs> yeah. front Quentin but, Tarantino again <laughs> yes but Leonardo DiCaprio has like a couple of scenes where he you know gets to do this accent and truly play a despicable character
2: Mm -hmm.
1: which i don't think we've really seen him do yet he's like been on the fringe of being bad guys before or kind of like troubled people but he is just truly a menace in this and there's one scene where he's supposed to like get upset and bang on the table and he does and he cuts his hand on a glass like an actual glass in the filming of it it wasn't scripted and so he's like bleeding all over the place and he continues on with the scene and then he wipes his blood on Kerry Washington's face which I think was like an ad lib but I feel like I would not be okay with that but I guess I don't know like that feels invasive to me
0: yeah but
1: (laughs) but anyways he's very good in it and was nominated for a golden globe and then lost the golden globe to Christoph Waltz who wasn't and supporting actor but actually a lead actor mm. and then was not nominated for the oscar because they nominated robert de niro instead from silver linings playbook mm. and honestly as much as i love robert de niro him in silver linings playbook is not as good as leonardo in this don't you
0: yeah it's a tough one this is a very controversial film because i think it says the n-word the most amount of times ever said on film or something and quentin tarantino is a lightning rod for bad press because he hates being asked about the violence in his movies even though he's the one who puts the violence in his movies so i like remember this like award season and just how interview after interview with him ended with him ranting and raving and mad that people weren't allowing him to be racist in his movies. And like, what do you think they were saying back then? And blah, 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 blah. And so I'm sure a lot of that like personality and the tension around the film and like a lot of black communities were against the movie. So I think it just suffered from a lot of bad press too, whether or not you agree with it or not
1: yeah it's weird because uh Quentin Tarantino is very good friends with Samuel L. Jackson, who's in basically all of his movies yeah. and it is it's 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 like difficult to parse through of okay, well, a white person is writing this script, so it feels weird for them to be putting so many <laughs> examples of the n-word in it, but then it is a script about like the racist South, so if you mm-hmm. don't put it in, then it's like not accurate so yeah. is the correct response that like Quentin Tarantino just doesn't make a movie about the south <laughs> or that he maybe we just does, don't have but- so much
0: fun with it you know like e- like I just that was what annoyed me about him is is he was having a good time you know
1: but the fun part is that they all get killed
0: again. <laughs> yeah I guess congrats racism is solved <laughs>
1: You just kill the racist, and it's a good time.
0: Yeah. Um, But we should move on to talk about my favorite Leonardo DiCaprio movie, uh, The Great Gatsby in 2013, which is another Baz Luhrmann production and was truly hated in its time. But honestly, I had a blast at that theater.
1: I love The Great Gatsby movie. <laughs> I think yeah. it's so good. I have read the book multiple times. I feel like the this movie is so true to the book, <laughs> and, but also has all of this great music and all of this flair yes. that is very Baz Luhrmann. I think the same people who don't like this are the people who didn't like Romeo and Juliet because well, it didn't stick closely enough to the play. But luckily you me. matured since there. Yeah. <laughs> like, Leo is such a good Gatsby. Like the moment yeah. you watch this, you're like, no one else could ever be the Gatsby other than Leo. And Carrie yeah. Mulligan is so good as Daisy. Yeah. And Toby Maguire for being bad in so many things is honestly a perfect Nick Caraway. Like, yeah, it's always lurking in every corner and awkward moments. Yes. And-
0: honestly, the color palettes, Yeah, I'll like go back and I'll like when I have a bad day, I'll just put on the scene of him giving her a house tour and like throwing shirts and and then suddenly yes. the the Lana Del Rey will you still love me song starts to play <laughs> it's just it's just self I think he knew what he was doing and he had fun doing it and I think that moment in all its silly frivolity is just it's just part of the fun of that of that story so I'm all the in on Fergie it
1: Fergie song yeah <laughs> I don't has Boz Lerman made a new movie since then?
0: I don't know. I feel like he hasn't.
1: Or did Australia come out after that? Because oh, I haven't seen that yes. one.
0: Yes, Australia. I think that was after. Well. But I was
1: just I've just been waiting for more Boz Lerman movies <laughs> because you know, no, Australia was 2008. So he has not oh, had man. one since 2013. Apparently he has a TV show on Netflix called The Get Down, which I have never
0: oh. heard of. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh well yeah, one I day another, yeah i need another movie. <laughs> like
1: what is another good book that he could make into a movie like
0: like emma I'm just trying to think
1: <laughs> i mean you know i would watch it i would watch him fun. doing emma and it's like they're and instead of the country line dancing they're like doing you know <laughs> yeah. other yeah this okay the crazier I'm in.
0: we can get the better that's where he thrives fully in
1: uh, but also like Leo should have been nominated for at least a Golden Globe. No, let's like not best, go best supporting crazy. for Golden Globe, please. I think, uh, I I think, mean, think it's we're the divided Golden Globe.
0: On <laughs> Why we like I don't this know movie. what else was yeah. what else
1: was nominated in this, but he was great. Okay. Yeah. So then we get to twenty 20- er- thirteen. Or, well, we're still 2013 same year as Great Gatsby is the Wolf of Wall Street, which I think this is the movie where people felt like, okay, it's Leo is due. He's been in so many good things for so mm-hmm. long. This movie, it's another Martin Scorsese movie. Leo is clearly the lead. He's doing a lot of different things in here uh he's playing such a despicable person but he's it's also like a charismatic despicable person so it's really like pulling on leo's like star quality but also his ability just to act
0: and he looks a little more grown up
1: yeah but also still like very youthful Mm -hmm. and he he wins best supporting actor in a comedy at the golden globes so he wins that and matthew mcconaughey wins best actor in a drama for dallas buyers club and so it's like head to head Mm. of will it be Leonardo DiCaprio or Matthew McConaughey and this is in the middle of the McConaughey. so it like makes sense sort of like thematically if you think about it that Matthew McConaughey wins for this but I was like well how many times was Matthew McConaughey nominated before this and he had never been nominated this is his only nomination for (laughs) Dallas Buyers Club yeah fool's gold was
0: robbed let me tell you that much
1: yeah I know (laughs) and uh what is that what's uh what's the one where he is lives at home and um failure to launch failure to yeah. watch Sahara yes, another of good ones <laughs> mm-hmm. just so many classics but I mean Leo's going to win for the Revenant his first Oscar mm-hmm. in two years time which is fine but he I think him in Wolf of Wall Street is so much better than anything he's doing in the Revenant yeah. and honestly like Matthew McConaughey is good in Dallas Buyers Club but also like If Matthew McConaughey is going to be a good actor, like shouldn't like we could probably wait and give him something else. That's not how the Oscars should work.
0: You celebrate the role in the moment. You don't like make notes and points and divvy up when someone deserves it. But also,
1: Wolf of Wall Street is better than Dallas (laughs) Buyers Club. You know what I mean? Oh yeah,
0: Hollywood just loves those. um, You know, any sort of role where you have to put on prosthetics or starve yourself or play a true character. So he didn't stand a chance. Lose weight. Yeah. Pretend you
1: have AIDS. And that's that's how you're going to yeah. get the, the win. But so I think that really this is where – I think it was this year mm-hmm. that the Leo needs an yeah. Oscar narrative came in. Because it wasn't coming in for what was the – was the last thing that he was nominated for Blood Diamond?
0: I think so. Prior to
1: this? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like <laughs> it wasn't have. It wasn't happening for Gilbert Grape because of his first movie. <laughs> Aviator's the second movie, which I think is good. But again, like, you know, that's only a second. His first like adult nomination. Blood Diamond's bad. So like we don't need to <laughs> give him to it for that. But now we're on the fourth nomination. It's Wolf of Wall Street. Like this is where he should have won his Oscar. Happy. But instead, he doesn't. And then we have to come back in 2015 with yeah. The Revenant. which
0: <laughs> This is a ugh. big deal. It was known for its like hellish um set because um uh, the director wanted to shoot only in natural light. O- no CGI, only in the like real how it would be then. And so it's the story, the survival story of Hugh Glass who what was it, the 1800s, just like this uncharted yeah, territory like a trapper or something. Yeah. He's left for dead, has to survive to reunite with his son, and it's the infamous bear rape of <laughs> Of the 2015 news cycle, where people just thought there was a little bit too much intimacy between the bear that tried to murder um, Leo's character. And uh, that's all I knew about it. I didn't see this until it came out on like HBO a couple years ago, so...
1: Yeah, Leo had to learn how to shoot a musket, he had to learn some Native American languages, he got hypothermia, he ate a piece of bison liver raw, he slept in an actual (laughs) dead animal carcass, like, rolling around in the dirt, it's just like, it's grimy and it's a lot, he was in, like, freezing cold water so like bravo for him yeah, he and honestly that. like looking at the best pick or the best actor lineup this year it's brian cranston for trumbo matt damon for the martian <laughs> michael Fassbender for steve jobs and eddie redmayne for the danish girl who just won the year before yeah. so it's like okay if we're gonna give it to him for any <laughs> like who uh, like fine take the trophy but also like there are other better performances that he has had.
0: (laughs) I mean, it's a gorgeous film, and he does look very tired throughout the movie. So I don't know why people hate on this, um, like, hate on his acting in this. They're like, oh, all he does is grunt. It's like, well, he does a good job of grunting. Like, I feel cold, and I feel miserable, and I feel tired watching this movie. So, good
1: job. I think the thing for me, though, is, like, is he actually acting? You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to be acting cold in a river that it's normal temperature it's another thing to be acting cold in a cold river you know what i mean like yeah. anyone can do that this is best it's like if i got shot in the leg i could act like i was shot in the leg like i i would not be difficult for me to give so a you prefer
0: performance cgi heavy set piece films that's what i'm hearing here it shows that the true yes, acting always
1: cgi yeah no i just think like I I don't I think that he has done more interesting more difficult things in other films like I think playing a mentally disabled person in what's eating Gilbert Grape Mm -hmm. is significantly harder than rolling in the dirt
0: Hmm. interesting okay we'll take you on a camping trip see how you perform compared to Leah it'll be really interesting oh
1: I I'm sure I think I could probably pull off looks like he's in more misery because I don't want to be in the camping trip. And Leo likes to spend a lot of time in the environment. So he's probably at home.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's where he disappeared to because that was the last movie, right? Until this year when he was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So he had a large gap there um, where he was doing a couple of uh, documentaries, some voiceovers, some production um but really it was I was surprised to see that gap in his filmography until until this summer.
1: He was the producer on the Terran Edgerton Robin Hood movie. Oh wow. So that's why he was pooling his efforts. Wow. <laughs> he was also in he was also a producer on like that Weird Little Red Riding Hood movie like the that was like the erotic romance or whatever with What? um with Amanda Seafried. Do you remember this? <laughs> no his the stuff he's been a producer on is truly wild he's a like, wild let me guy pull up this list of movies because it is bizarre yeah robin hood he was a producer for he was um he was a producer for the men who built america that history channel series <laughs> he was a producer for live by night the ben affleck gangster movie wow that had, lots of good um, choices yeah what's her face um Dakota Fanning's sister in it Elle Elle Fanning Fanning. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: he was the producer on Runner Runner some kind of weird action movie that has Jenna Arterton and Ben (laughs) Affleck in it he was an executive producer on Ides of March the George Clooney uh, like Time Magazine one he's a producer on The Orphan that (laughs) horror movie
0: these are going way back before 2015 you're just talking more generally about. Oh, his. yeah. No,
1: I'm just talking about in general. <laughs> yeah. Like in general, he has been a producer on yeah. a lot of bad movies.
0: He made some strange choices. But I mean, this is, is this your favorite Leonardo DiCaprio film? This Once Upon a Time in Hollywood?
1: Uh, I loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. I truly did. And I think that Leo is so good in this movie. Um,. He's doing it's again, I mean it's basically just like a two and a half hour showcase <laughs> of him in a whole bunch of different scenarios and settings, yeah, I don't know if I would say it's my i mean it's definitely not my favorite movie that he has been in oh. because I liked inception better mm-hmm. than that, mm-hmm. I think I liked the departed better than this, um. Okay, so maybe... Oh, and I'd like to catch me if you can better than that. Okay, mm. so I think I would say, oh, and Romeo and Juliet. oh So, yeah, I mean... <laughs>
0: Edging out of the top five.
1: I know, yeah, tell me about it. But... But I think it is one of his best performances. Yeah. Because he just has to do so much and the movie's so good. Yeah. Um, You saw this, but you didn't really like it, did you?
0: No. I mean, I thought it was like 45 minutes too long. And I think it was self-indulgent a little bit on everyone's part. But I definitely, like in reviewing his filmography, like I think... He has only gotten better for me. So, yeah, I'd probably rank this as one of his better performances.
1: And and like you were saying earlier about how you felt like he didn't really disappear mm-hmm. into his characters or it's always like Leo. And I think that's true. But then I'm looking at, you know, some of these movies like I think he's doing something different in the de- in Departed he's doing something different in Django Unchained and in Wolf of Wall Street and in The Revenant well that's <laughs> close, right but I think like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood it's using all of his charisma but then there is sort of like a whole nother angle on it of him being this like sad sack like <laughs> struggling actor who is like past his heyday yeah and I think that's something that we hadn't seen him really pulling off before yeah
0: little taste of the future.
1: <laughs> um, okay, Just so kidding. he has four things in production. I don't know if you oh, looked up no. these at all, like uh-uh. stuff that he, it's coming. But three of them are Martin Scorsese projects. Oh my word. So I'm like, one of them is Killers of the Flower Moon, which was that book that came out. I don't know, like... Uh-huh. Two years ago, that was a big deal. I think it was sort of like a mystery, something or another. He's also supposedly starring as Teddy Roosevelt in a Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> biographical drama that Scorsese okay. is doing. But the most interesting Scorsese project to me, which maybe is a TV series, I couldn't really exactly tell. I was trying to figure this out. Is the Devil in the White City? Did you read that book? Mm-mm. So it's it's by Eric Larson. I think that's his name, Eric Larson. He does a lot of like um like historical but like pop poppy kind of historical that like people like to read. And it's all about this like serial killer named H. H. Holmes, who during the World Fair in Chicago created this like murder fun house where it was like look like a hotel but there were like trap doors and all kinds of weird things so he could like murder like dozens of people and like dispose of their bodies through mm-hmm. this hotel and no one would ever notice and that is the role that leo is supposed to be playing and i feel like that is something that we have not <laughs> seen him do up to this yeah. point to like weird creepy serial killer and i feel like that could be unless it's a tv show in which case maybe emmy vibes <laughs> i don't know
0: yeah no i mean that sounds interesting i'd be willing to see a darker side of leo
1: um okay so here's a question based on the their like total filmographies Mm. and our discussions how would you rank Anne Hathaway Will Smith and Leonardo DiCaprio like based on as far as like talent oh (laughs) yeah and like well I guess maybe like like quality of of work like based on if you like if you had to take all of their movies and be like okay yeah you're going to like only give one set to your child like which one would you be like what would the oh that's
0: interesting Okay, if I had to, like, take one artist's, like, filmography to Desert Island to live the rest of my days, it would go... Well, now this is very interesting. (laughs) I mean, I guess it would go Anne Hathaway, Will Smith, Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, Because Will Smith, I mean, he's the blockbuster king for a reason. Like, even Independence Day alone would make him... That's why I might take him for first, you know. But Anne Hathaway has Princess Diaries and um, does some fun stuff. So the
1: takeaway from our Will Smith episode, though, was that like most of his oh yeah no
0: he's not talented like he's not and and I recognize that. Why is he famous
1: (laughs) for so many bad movies? Yeah,
0: because when he gets it, he gets it. You know, like that's. But thing counterpoint.
1: Wouldn't you want to watch Leo make out with Professor Lieben <laughs> while you're on the island? Would that not turn you on?
0: No, I don't think so. I think I'll, I'd uh, skip that one no matter what. So,
1: uh, <laughs> you know, I th- I think like I like Anne Hathaway more than I like Leonardo DiCaprio, but I think that I like more of Leo's movies oh, than I like interesting. Anne's movies so I think I would take Leonardo DiCaprio's filmography wow. and then Anne Hathaway and then a distant third is Will Smith <laughs> yeah. and his. And Ali, which like if I ever if I ever yeah. have to watch that again, I'd rather like saw. Off on my <laughs> fingers.
0: That's fair. I mean, I guess I'm really only remembering Independence Day, but
1: <laughs> that's a good enough reason. You're not remembering Seven Pounds? Oh yeah, and yeah. After I like Earth. That. After and... Earth is fun
0: when you're in the right mood. When you need a good laugh, is it? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. And.
1: What are what was what was the thing that was so bad that he like had to stop his career for Wild Wild he did West? That a couple of times, yeah. Wild <laughs> Wild West, like
0: there was a lot. Uh,
1: the pursuit of happiness. No, that's a good like, one. What is Aladdin. You yeah, have to watch I haven't Aladdin. seen that
0: yet. that would be something new for me to watch. You know,
1: I feel like you okay, Shelby. You have to watch that by the time we get to our year-end rankings Aladdin. because like we did a whole episode on Will Smith and the people deserve to know. I
0: don't know. Okay, maybe. We'll see if it pops up. Get it up. together.
1: I watched The Hustle.
0: So. Oh, yeah. I have Disney Plus now, so I guess I can. Is that on?
1: Yeah. Okay. I think
0: it has to be on. Okay, I'll now. check it out. But anyways, this episode has been quite a doozy. And um, well I'm glad it, we could celebrate your birthday, I really think I've spent enough time talking about Leonardo DiCaprio. So... <laughs>
1: Okay, well, that's great. Thank you, everyone, for sticking around and listening to all of this and me just, you know, <laughs> talking about one of Hollywood's greatest living actors. Yeah, You can follow mm. us on social media at PSU wrong. Please leave us a review. Tell us what your favorite Leo movies, whether or not I'm right about Blood Diamond, whether or not <laughs> Shelby is right about Will Smith being better than Leo. Like, well, so many questions. I didn't,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't
1: You're taking his movie to as yeah. That's, that's that's, that's the question you here. asked
0: that's the question i answered but that's rude yeah uh,
1: okay and we will we'll we'll be gone next week because it's thanksgiving but yeah. we'll be back in two weeks and i can't remember what we're discussing but we'll it's be talking about something good, yeah. so. <laughs> so see you then bye, bye.